Get ready to ignite your real estate business with the Launcher Farm Podcast. Our episodes are packed with inspiration, success stories, and expert strategies that will help you dominate your geographic farm. So tune in and enjoy. If you pick a right farm, then the longer you're marketing there, the more it continues to produce because you become the more established. Yep. Welcome back to another episode of the Launch Your Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest and a repeat guest. It's Beatty Carmichael. Beatty is the founder of Agent Dominator. So Beatty, take a second, tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Hey, Ryan, and thanks for welcoming me back. I guess if I'm a repeat, that means it's good enough to hear again <laughs> a different topic. Um, yeah, so a little background about me. Uh, gosh, it goes back a long ways, but I love marketing. And in college and right after college, I started to do some reading into marketing. For, for anyone who does marketing, you'll recognize these names, Ryan. Um, Jay Abraham and Gary Halbert and people like that. And the idea of a marketing that would consistently generate more business for you without you doing any extra work really fascinated me. Uh, fast, uh, long story short, I got in business 25 years ago. We started helping uh, agents across the country, not in real estate, but in other industries, using marketing to drive their sales. We started to see a lot of sales teams double and sometimes triple their uh, sales results double easily within three to four months. Mm. And some of them had tripled. We had one client that uh, within a year and a half, we'd increased their new sales generation by $5 million a month. Wow. It was each new sale uh, each month. And then uh, in 2012, we uh, shifted and pivoted our marketing industry, Ryan, to real estate agents, to the uh, residential real estate industry. Uh, starting in geographic farming, helping people, like you say, launch your farm and uh, using the same stuff. This is all great direct response marketing, the things that we uh, applied over there and started to see some six-figure incomes in just the first 12 months, which was, uh, we found out later that's unheard of, but for us, it was normal because if you do things the way that it best practices, it kind of works. Um Outside of that, I'm a passionate Christian, and so I look at, uh, I do a podcast also like you. My podcast yep. is called Get Sellers Calling You, and it's all about real estate marketing and Christian Bible teaching to really try to lift up the Christian real estate agents in both their business and their faith. So that's a real quick synopsis of me. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, again, I've had you on for a reason because like you said, I, th I really like the, the business you've run, how you've run it, the principles you put into your business from your from your faith and from your own practices with helping other agents. And I think a big part of why you are successful and why the agents that have worked with you is successful is it comes down to actual performance and how things turn out. Because a lot of people, when they get started with farming, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to track what they're, what they're doing. They just kind of do what anyone else has done and they don't really they don't really have a plan. And I think for a lot of people, if, if you're not, if you don't know what to expect, you don't expect anything. And I find a lot of agents get out of the business because they, they don't get the results they want and they're not results based. You yeah. mentioned direct response marketing. And I think that's a big part of why you've had the success because it's again, it's one of those things that agents don't understand. I've interviewed 
hundreds of agents. I've taught thousands of agents and I talk about direct response and there's kind of a light bulb not going on. It's usually going off They're when clueless. I talk about it. Yeah, they don't they, ultimately, they really have no idea what that exactly. means. And that was, for me, my quick backstory on my business is that's I started on a team 15 years ago that used direct response marketing that really understood what that means. And I was fortunate enough and, and blessed to have worked on a team that understood direct response marketing. And that shaped my entire business. That shaped what I'm doing today because I understood that results matter. And it's not just about sending out fluff. It's not just about sending out a recipe card. It's about results. So let's back up and go back to those. When you started getting into the business and you started, you said you mentioned you were getting results that other agents said it was unheard of. Yeah. What were you doing and how, how were you tracking results? Cause I think tracking is a big part of it too. Well, so I think the, um, uh, I want to tie into that with one other comment you made, because this is the biggest thing I've ever seen in business and that's perception. Yes. Um, the worst customer service experiences we've always had is when the customer had a misperception of what to expect. Yep. And the same thing will happen with agents who are doing geographic farming. If you don't know what to expect and you have a misperception of what you should, yep. then you'll always fail. Yeah. So the first step is going in there with what is the expectation for us? Uh, what we were doing. Uh, so I have to back up and give you <clears throat> lay the groundwork a little bit. When we shifted in 2012 to real estate, the first thing we did is we organized a group of real estate agents, usually uh, higher end producers, and just to test because we didn't know what the market would respond to. Now, we were in other industries. And the short story is over about a year that crossed into 2013 as well. We mailed uh, over 2 million postcards testing. We did 21 split marketing tests. So that means that 21 individual tests where we tested a control item and then the uh, testing item to see which one would generate more results. And we were looking for the data that says, what causes a seller to respond? Mm. And after doing that, then when people launch their farms, okay, what we were doing is we were using direct response to I, to pique the interest of someone who was thinking about selling so that they would respond. And, and the response that most agents think of when they think of direct response is, oh, you need to put a CTA, a call to action, like call me when you're ready to sell. Yeah. Right. We did it different. One of the things that you'll find, Ryan, is in direct response, there's this thing called an, um, an educational spectrum. The easy way to understand it is, like right now, I have no interest in buying a car, so my I'm on the zero mark on the educational spectrum. Yep. But if my car were to break down and I need a new one, now I'm on the educational spectrum and I start to research cars. And as I go through that process, I go from you know one, two, three, and by the time I get to 10, that means I'm ready to buy. I've done all my research and I'm ready to actually pay the money. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yep. You're speaking okay. my language, so I get it. Okay, good. My viewers, um, I hope they get it. Yeah, that, that, that's where uh, uh, the feedback is really so you can answer on behalf of the viewers. Yeah, yeah. So what happens in normal real estate is most agents don't know that someone's thinking about selling until they're at that 10 mark that says, yeah. okay, I'm now ready to list it. And then they call an agent. Yep. And I can back this up statistically. You want me to watch this? Absolutely love it. Let's hear it. When you ask an agent from the time you get a phone call, that someone says, I'm thinking about selling. And the time that you get that listing contract, 
how long is it? They usually they say it's usually between three and seven days. Yeah. But I can guarantee you that homeowner's been thinking and planning to sell for two to three months. Yeah. What if you could identify who they are two or three months ago? Then you could win the relationship and be the only agent they even consider. Yeah. That's what direct marketing allows. And so what we did, one of the things we tested was what type of messages would get someone who's thinking about selling but not yet ready to sell to respond. And it's a simple idea of just get, offering them information that they want to know. Yep. Uh, you know, hey, if you're thinking about selling, here's how to get more money on your home. Go to this website and download this free report. And then, so that's the that's the direct response. But then the real key with what we did, Ryan, is we developed some proprietary technology. We call it Stealth Tracker. That when they scan the code to go to the website or they go to the URL, our technology would pinpoint exactly which home responded with 100% accuracy. So now they don't know that they're being tracked, which means that they will freely respond. But now our client, as soon as they go to the website, they get an email that John Smith at this address is checking out your website. So our client would literally just pick up the phone or go drop by and and pick up a listing. I, yeah. I don't, but I mean, it's basically that simple. Yeah. And I think it's important, like you said, is the earlier you can catch them, the better. And I've always said, I'd rather have five years to build a relationship with someone than five days. And again, a lot of old school trainers were like, just look for people who are looking to make a move in the next week or the next two or three weeks and just look for those people. And you're constantly looking, hoping that you catch the person at the right time versus trying to catch them well in advance. And I'll share my own story with my our report that we did in our neighborhood, we did a, a neighborhood price report in our farm. And we what we did is we tracked, because I like tracking. It's a big, yep. important thing. And we tracked the uh, turnover rate in our farm. And at the time was 6.7% turnover rate, which is slightly above average. And then what we did was we tracked the people that were getting our report and went and tracked those people, whether they did any deals with us or not, whoever they sold with. And it was two and a half times more a higher turnover rate than the average population. So what that tells us is that, okay, people getting a report who put their hand up, who wanted information from us were two and a half times more likely. So if I'm going to spend my time, my money, and my resources following up with someone or trying to build a relationship with someone, would I spend it on two and a half times more or two and a half times less likely to make a move? Well, I know that's where I'm going to put my time in. And I think for a lot of people, and I know you'll agree with me on this, is that a lot of people, when they think of farming, they think it's just about getting your name out there. And they think if I just send out enough stuff to enough times to enough people, eventually they'll remember me. And in my belief, and I know what you do, is the, the real farm is not the 2,000 people in your farm. It's the 200 people that are putting their hand up, that are requesting information, that are looking to get a report, that are looking for more information. That's the real farm. That's where you should be putting your time and the money and the resources. So everything you're doing should be getting those people to put their hand up. Would you? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse my cough. I do, but actually goes, uh, you can take it a little bit deeper. So you have a, um, uh, let's say you have that, um, let's say a typical farm, 500 homes. If you have a 5% turnover rate, and for those agents who are not familiar with the term turnover rate, that means what percent of the homes sell every year. So if I have 500 homes and I have a 5% turnover rate, that means 25 homes are selling every year. Okay. Yep. So the reality is I'm marketing to 500 homes and I'm wasting my marketing on 475 people. 
Yep. Just so I can find the 25 you're actually thinking about selling. So you have a lot of wastage. What you can do is, uh, and this is kind of the way uh, we've always tried to structure it, is you can start to narrow down that list a little bit more um, uh, effectively so you're not spending money on the whole list equally. So if you look at people who, uh, how long they've been there, you know, if they've been there in two or three years, they'd be on the bottom, They what we call the non-focus list. Mm. They're not likely to sell, so don't spend money on it. If you look at those that are absentee owners or those that are um, uh, maybe, uh, what's the, uh, uh, 65 and above, then those are more likely to sell. Yep. And by narrowing it down, you can start to narrow down from 500, maybe 300. Okay. Yep. Get all the, so that becomes more your focus. And then what we did, and this just what you're talking about, you used a report that people would request. We're sending that report by mail. You know, we're sending a, a postcard that says, here's a free report, just go to the website. And the difference is we're tracking it. But we did our own data uh, on this. And this was really interesting. You found that those that requested your report were about two and a half times more likely. Yeah. We found one of the things that we worked on is, we were very, uh, very focused on how do we get only the sellers to respond? Right. Because I, I know how agents work. If they're getting too many dead leads, they're not going to follow with any of them. So we worked on how do we hone the message so that it would weed out non-sellers right up front. Yep. And then only those sellers would respond. And as a result, when we did our studies, Generally speaking, this is more anecdotal data as opposed to statistical because of some issues we ran into. But we found that about a third of those who responded typically listed within three to four months. A third were listing another third by the end of the year uh, or into a year and a half. So we're somewhere between a third and, and two thirds of the people responding that were really strong targets, mm. which meant you could afford to follow up with a really high level of touch and and uh, investment of time and effort. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's something that a lot of agents overlook is that they think I just got to blast it to everyone. And if they took the same budget that they were spending on trying to blast everyone, instead, if they figured out how to find out who was more likely to make a move and put your budget into there, instead of sending a dollar per person per month, you could spend $10 per person per month in that smaller list and yes. have an even higher return, which I think is drastically more effective. And then again, when you look at farming as a whole, you compound your efforts because now you've got another listing in your farm, another listing in your farm that then that just becomes even more effective to. But, to you know, we do something similar. Uh, uh, all Everything we do is fully automated sort of a set it and forget it. Yep. But if you were to take just that simple concept. So let's say you have, let's say it's going to cost a dollar per mailing for whatever's going on. Yep. Well, mail the whole farm one time with an offer to get your free report. Yep. You mail that maybe only four times a year, once a quarter. But then those who respond, you mail those people every two or three weeks yep. with something exactly. more repetitive. And now what you're doing is you're taking the whole group. We call it self-selection, letting them raise their hand, select themselves. And then you put them on what we call a focus group. And now you focus your marketing and it makes it so much more cost effective yeah. and a lot higher return on investment as well. That's exactly. And I think so many agents, again, are f- 
because of what they think farming is or what they think they should do, or whether it's egotistical and they want to just get their name out there to as many people. I'd rather put my attention on those people. For I know for our farm, we had 3,600 people and we had 450 people getting our report each month. Yep. And we put our love and attention to those 450 people. We didn't send postcards every month to the other 3,200 or whatever, because we were putting our time month or twice a month into these people. And for us, like we tracked it and we had a 21 times return on our investment. And for a lot of people, they're like, how the heck do you get that kind of return on investment? Because we weren't <laughs> spending it on everyone. We were spending yeah. it on that smaller group. That's what, how you get a better return. So I want to dive into then how you track. Cause I think for a lot of agents, if, if they're not, if numbers, isn't their thing, or if they're not looking at the bigger picture, how, or, or what are some simple things that agents can do to start tracking and saying what's working, what's not working, what, or what metrics should they be looking at when they're looking at tracking? Um, I'm going to maybe give you a different answer than you want. Sure. Sure. Most agents that they have to track and have to figure it out, they're going to fail and not even get started. It's going to be what I'll call geographic farming malpractice, <laughs> Yeah. right? Because they think, oh, I'm just going to do a few things and it's going to be easy. Yep. Um, uh, so with that said, there are two ways to track, manually or automatedly. Yep. Manually, you, uh, you do things on your own. Someone requests a report, you send it out to them. You track who's doing it. You're doing all these things manually. Yep. Uh, when you do that, a lot of times they, they have to identify who they are. Wow. So if that seller wants the report and they have to give their personal information, they know that they're probably going to start getting followed up on by a salesperson and they're not yet ready to have a salesperson follow up on them. So they may resist. Okay. Right. What we found that worked better is, is tracking them when they don't know that they're being tracked. Yep. I call it, we call it stealth tracker for that reason. Yep. And so simply when they go to the website, they get the information. You can do similar things like that. Um, you can put out a, a toll-free number on your marketing. Hey, for more information on this, just call this number for a recorded message that gives you uh, this data. And then when someone calls that number, it's tracking their caller ID. So they don't know they're being tracked. One of the things we did, Ryan, years back is we started track and test how many people respond if they don't know they're being tracked versus that they do know. And right. it's about two thirds more, uh, you know, th uh, three times more. If they don't know they're being tracked, they'll respond. Mm -hmm. You'll see this actually on websites. You send 10 people to a website, only one person fills out a form. Yeah. Okay. So that's one out of 10 that's willing to identify themselves. But if you can do it where 10 people go to your website and you know who all 10 of them are, I was talking to an agent of mine and he was share, he uses videos in his marketing and he was so he sends postcards out sends them to a website with a video he say uh, and this guy makes a lot of money like 24 million dollars a year in volume personal production and he was saying that uh, you know his website uh, his video has been seen 1400 times and he's gotten like you know let's just call it you know 30 sales or 40 sales and I said Stuart how many more sales do you think you would have had if you knew who all 1,400 people were? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so now he's using our service, his postcards, our service, because he wants that tracking aspect. Yeah. So that's the easiest way to track. If you're going to do it on your own is you have them just request information and you send it, or you use an automated like a, a text to receive or toll-free number to receive uh, put in a plug-in for us. You go to agentdominator.com and we do it all for you. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And I think it is important that 
it is automated as much as possible so you don't have to think about it especially if you're not a numbers person i like the the numbers i make yeah. a spreadsheet and dive in and do that kind of stuff it's it's fun for me but i know most agents aren't like that so can i if, hear an interesting story that happened yeah, with me go for it so uh back in 2013 i know this goes back a long time uh but this showed me a lot of in- interesting information when people would sign up for our service we would always ask them have you ever done geographic farming before the majority said no some said yes so then we ask them, um, uh, did you make money in it? The majority said no. Yeah. A few said yes. Yeah. And when we asked them, what did you do? Uh, 100% of those who made money were sending out just sold postcards. So that's the easiest way to do farming is just send out just sold. Mm. But then I asked them a little bit deeper and said, why, if you were making money already, why would you come to us? And they gave me, one of two answers. Number one, because you're automated. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm not making money in geographic farming, I got busy and stopped doing it because yep. it's one more thing on their plate. Yep. Uh, and the other half of them said, because we can do things that they can't, which is that tracking. Yep. But yep. the uh, that consistency is really critical. Hey, can I share one other thing that we've been learning on content wise? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So this is really important. This is hugely important. Um, so a lot of agents, I, I showed you two postcards, uh, just you and me, of what we do with our clients and just kind of getting a feel for where they are. Most agents send out content that agents want homeowners to know. Yeah. But the most important thing is to send out content that the homeowners want to know. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, it's like, you know, why are you telling age, homeowners how good you are? That makes you feel good. <laughs> exactly. But. What is the, do you have any idea of what the number one thing homeowners who are thinking about selling want to know? Do they want to know how good you are? What, what's, what drives them? I want to answer because I know the answer because we talked about it before, Yeah. but I, I, I can tell you what it isn't. And I think, again, agents think it's that I'm the best, that I sell more homes or that I do more business or that, and it's always about themselves. Yeah. Me, 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 me. And that's, I always call, I call it the chess beating agent and people don't respond to that or very few do, or it takes forever to get the results. So I know the answer. So I'll let you answer it because I know it's a, it's not what most agents think. Yeah, it's not. It's clear though. Right. Uh, If you boil it down. And I think, uh, I think this actually came from either Brian Buffini or um, one of the coaches, um, one of the other big name coaches out there uh, that we learned years back. Um, it may have even been from the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book. But the only three things homeowners want to know, we, we tested this and validated it as well. But uh, can you sell my home for more money in less time with less hassle? Yep. And the number one thing, until we get into a slow market, and the number one thing they want to know is, can you get more money for my home than another agent? Yep. Uh, in fact, we even had down in Florida, there was a guy named Roman that was a client of ours before he moved into management at that time. He was targeting a 800 home community, average sales price, $700,000. And he started getting listings. But one of the things, uh, so uh, we were talking not about what made him great, but about his expertise and how he can get more money for his clients. Okay. That was the key message. And he, he emailed me and said, I got to tell you this listing I just got, uh, this agent. So both the agent and the seller lived in Heron Bay, which is this community. And he said that the agent had already listed this home because it was her friend's home, but they've been getting my postcards that we were sending out. 
And the agent gave me the listing because they both thought that I could do a better job yeah. and get her, her friend more money. Yep. And that, that happened in our farm. We had someone who was a local agent call us and say, Hey, we've got a referral for you. I know you specialize in the orchard. I, you're, you'll do a better job with them. Pay me a referral fee and, and take good care of them. Cause I know that's what's, what's important. Yeah. To them. And, and for a lot of agents, they think that it's, again, it's that if I beat my chest enough, if I, if I sell more homes and I've proven that, that selling more homes doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do more business or do make more money for them. And that's around positioning. And this is one of the things I teach with my program is CPR is, is community positioning and relationships. And the positioning part, you have to position yourself as an expert, but not that I sell more homes. It's I am better. I'm the best choice because I'm an expert in this neighborhood because I get more money because I sell and or other ways. And that was one of the things that we did was we were hyper-focused on growing our list, growing our list of buyers and sellers, matching up people and saying, hey, when you work with us, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Here's why we get more money. And I had a, a, a sheet on my listing presentation and I tracked four of the top biggest teams in our area. I didn't name them because I can't right. name them. I said, here's the board average. So I said, here's the board average numbers for average days on market average list of sell price and average number of homes that have sold in the area. And I say, here's the board average. So that's all the agents that are in our board. Here's their average. Then I took the four top teams and then said, team one, team two, team three, team four. I said, here's their numbers. Every one of those large teams was below average on every one of those metrics. Wow. And then my numbers, I shared my numbers and said, here's my numbers well above the average. And I said, so if you're going to interview anyone else, Obviously, a lot of times people are going to call a big team. However, by working with us as the local expert, I can show you that we're going to put this much more money in your pocket. We're going to sell a home this much faster. And we're going to sell more like this time is more likely that we're going to sell your home and get it sold the first time. And that like that sealed the deal. And that that comes down to those measurements that comes down to production that comes down to tracking things. And when you can do that, it becomes easier to, to, to you know, deal. they say marketing is not marketing unless you can measure it. And the other thing in marketing is when you can be specific with your prospect on your increased production for whatever they're looking for, yep. then it's more believable. I'll get you more money. It's not as believable as my average home gets $5,257 more yep. than the typical agent gets. Exactly. Okay? One of the things we do, uh, this is really interesting because it ties into that. One of my favorite cards uh, so let me back up how we how we do this for our clients is a lot of clients, a lot of agents really don't understand the marketing process. You know, they know how to sell and they know how to service, yeah. uh, but they don't really know how to market with us. So we customize everything for our for our clients. And one of the pieces of information we get from them is what's your average days on market? What's the market average days on market and what's your list of sales price ratio? And what's the average in the market? And these are just, you just hit a few buttons in your MLS and it gives you all that, right? So yep. it's easy data. And so we'll create a card. Um, and the headline on the card says, if you think hiring a professional is expensive, try hiring an amateur. Yeah. And then we compare, you know, your, uh, uh, in simple numbers that, you know, like your, your list to sales price ratios, how much, what percent of the list price do you get in the sales price? And usually... If you're a decent agent, it's above average. Yeah. So if you are selling at a $300,000 home, you can calculate what that amount is dollar-wise, and you can state that my average $300,000 home gets this much, 
the average agent gets this much and it now becomes quantifiable for exactly. the homeowner and it becomes undisputable. Yeah, exactly. And that puts more trust behind it than just saying I'm great or I sold another home. Because there are some people who say just because you sell more homes and they know that it's like selling more homes doesn't mean you're going to be the best agent for me and doesn't mean you're going to get more money in my pocket. But if you can quantify that, then it becomes easier to show and the results speak for themselves. So if you have someone who doesn't have those results, let's say someone's new and or they're newer and they don't haven't had a lot of sales, how can they build trust or, or show, oh, hey, I'm going to help put more money in, in their pockets? Yeah. So one of the things that we found in all of our testing is you don't have to be a superstar to win their trust. You only have to be perceived as a superstar in their mind. Yeah. And so we call it expertise. And if they perceive you as an expert, then you become the safe bet that you can get more money than the other agent that they know nothing else about. Yeah. So one of the things that we do in our marketing for our clients is we focus on uh, what does that agent do that either sets them apart from other agents or that they do exceptionally well that we can then start to educate the homeowner on. Yeah. And so all of the postcards in marketing that we do is primarily postcard is focused on if you're, we, we, we go, we start from this premise. If you're thinking about selling, here are some things you can do or need to be aware of to get the most money for your home. Yeah. And then they all fall in basically four categories. You prepare your home, you price it, you, pre, um, uh, you present it, all the photographs and things of that sort, and then you promote it. Yeah. So preparation, pricing, uh, presentation, and promotion. And so all of our content focuses around those areas so that when homeowners get the postcards, you're actually educating them on things they need to be doing to maximize the sales price to their home. And it makes sense, but they never thought of it. What, what's been uh, kind of rewarding is our clients who go on a listing appointment after sending out these type cards, the homeowner will pull out a stack of cards and say, look, Josh, I kept all your postcards. And they yeah. keep it because these are the action items that they need to be doing in preparing their home. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can do that and you don't have to be an expert, but you can learn that stuff. And that's that's part of my the CPR, that positioning is yeah. as an expert, you can position yourself without even have even sold a home. You can show through either processes or present, like you said, presentation of how to do that or uh, there's other ways that I think that you can do it too, but it's, if they trust you and they see that they can trust you, it's going to be a lot easier. I, I share Nikki's example all the time where last year we did a garage sale for the community garage sale and she did the, did the outreach in the, in the area and the lady reached out to her like two weeks later and said, Hey, uh, I just want to let you know that my daughter's moving here from Vancouver and she, you're the only person I trust. She's like, I'm just so impressed that you gave back to the community and you were, you were focusing on this area. I, I have to give you the referral. That's a, she, she helped her, her positioning by being the community ambassador. And then as that expert, and then now she did a food drive and then she's done some other things. She does her report, her neighbor home price report. So all of these things start layering on, on top of each yeah. other. And that's where that trust builds. So when they get another postcard from you, they're like, oh, I got to respond to that. Or when they see the next sign, they'll call you. Hopefully that's seven day before they, they call you when they're ready to go. But there is some layering in, and I think will help expedite yeah. that. So on that, um, what with our postcards, so like we're talking, let's say, how do you price a home? Mm -hmm. Here are the things to watch out for. And little things that 
most homeowners don't think about, but then once you articulate it, just a sentence or two, they go, oh, this makes sense. And then we give them a QR code, learn more, scan the code and get more information. So when they do, that's when we track them. Mm. Okay. But the other thing we found is increasing trust. So words, this is a, something you may want to uh, write down for your studies, but UCLA did a study a number of years back and they were studying the effect of communication. They found that 7% of the words, 7% of your communication are the words you use. 42% of the communication is how you say those words, your tone, your inflection, things of that yeah. sort. And 51% of communication is the visual, the body mm -hmm. language. So if you think about the typical postcard, it's only words. So you're only communicating yeah. 7%. Yeah. But if you can convert it into video, now you're communicating 100%, which is 15 times more communication yeah. for the same effort. So what we started to do, we did a test. Actually, we didn't do the test, but one of our clients was testing this out. And all the postcards in this test, they would, they would go and educate the homeowner. Then they would link them to a website to then and they watch the video. And this guy's sales started to take off once he started doing the video because now they had a chance to meet them. Yep. You, you, you've read the book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, right? Yeah, M multiple times. Yeah. I, I bet you had, right. <laughs> yeah. So chapters two and three talks about basically when you boil all the lists down, there are only two types of lists, the met list and the not met. And the met list we've verified is between eight and 10 times more effective. Once they see you on video, it's like they've met you Yep. and now they trust you. And, and so that trust level, you're talking about getting referrals. Uh, we found that um, uh, if you're doing this, about 35% of this guy's re, uh, business from his marketing came from referrals of people who've been getting his marketing, watching his videos, but they didn't sell, but they referred a friend mm. because they trusted Stuart as the expert. Yeah. That's and so that whole level of expertise, if you can in integrate video into it, it can make a huge impact in how quickly you build that trust. Yeah, that's that's a huge part of it. And I think that's one where agents are not sure what to do or how to do that. And again, I find old school, just typical farming was just sending out enough stuff to tell people about how great I am and they don't connect it to online and offline. And I think that's one of the things I teach in my scope method is you need to ensure that you're reaching people online and offline and have them work together. Yes. I just did a training for a real estate board earlier today. And that was one of the things I talked about is that when you can connect those two, you you connect to people in different ways and it triggers different parts of their brains too. When you connect someone in face-to-face -face or you connect with a postcard and then you get them to an online website, there's a kind of a step that happens when they are willing to take that step to go from offline to online or online to offline. And I find that if you have a good system in place, it, it's it, it's way better than just setting up this, a same postcard over and over and over again. And I think that enhanced with video can absolutely make a difference. And I, I, I haven't tracked the numbers like you have, but I could absolutely with certainty say, I'd bet money on it that yes, the video is going to make a difference. And I think if agents are willing to do that, you can see the results. But again, there's opportunity because most agents aren't willing to do video. Most agents aren't willing to create a system. Most willing agents aren't willing to figure that out. And they just want to hide behind a postcard or just want to hide behind something. And they're not willing to do that. So how would agents get set up doing that? Obviously, you guys well, do I'm that. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> that, that's a perfect setup, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
Now, I will say, unfortunately, uh, right now, what I'm sharing is only for the American market. Yeah. Uh, we are working uh, to get Canadian printers to work in Canada as well. But um, so with what we do at Agent Dominator, it's a full turnkey system. And get this, because of how we're able to parse out the list to target the right ones more, we um, uh, it's 66 cents per address per month to target a farm. Mm. Okay. That's good. And what we do is uh, we have an easy onboarding process, basically a checklist form. You tell us information about you. And then we'll actually create customized postcards specifically to you and customized video scripts. Nice. You simply get on a Zoom, you record the video on your Zoom, uh, and then you just send us the recording. We have a team that will post edit and make it look really professional, take out all the pro all the mistakes. And now you have the postcard, the tracking, the videos, all in a package, and it just runs automatically for you. The other thing is uh, we're able to guarantee the listings or we'll give money back, uh, give your money back on that. So it's it's a pretty pretty strong system. And I think like you just said it's a system and it has to be a system to do it yeah. correctly. You need some, whether they use you or not, you're going to have to have a, a proper system in place and it's not something you want to just kind of dabble in. And you, again, as someone who has bootstrapped most of my business, oh, yeah. I can tell you it's very difficult to try to piece things together to get things to work and it can work. But it's a lot of work. And if you aren't tech savvy, if you aren't prepared to put the time and, and energy to do that, it can be a, very daunting. And I, I, I had people, this is part of why I started doing what I'm doing, because I had people come to me going, how do I do? How do I do this? How are you getting these results? How, how do you do that? And people are afraid to piece it together. And so they just don't start. And like you said, most agents are in the majority, just never going to start, even though they know it would be good for them. They know it would help. They just aren't willing to put the time in. And that's a shame, in my opinion. Well, you know, most most agents, I mean, to be honest, they're so busy. They're busy being a marketer, a salesperson, a customer support person, yeah. a legal, uh, um, uh, a, uh, a listing processor, you know, all, all these different hats. And to add one more, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... It can be difficult. Yeah. So you do need a system. Yeah. And the cool thing about systems, and this is one, one thing really interesting too, if you pick a right farm, then the longer you're marketing there, the more it continues to produce because you become the more established yep. person in those people's minds. And yep. so the um, the hardest part is that first year. Yeah, uh, You can oh, make absolutely. a lot of money the first year if you do it right. That's what yep. we try to help with. But then the second and the third year, it's just like smooth, smooth sailing. I have a friend. He does a niche market. I get this. He does... It's $15 million a year in volume, and it takes him eight to 10 hours a week to maintain it. Awesome. So it can be really highly, highly profitable if you if you just focus on the system, making the, it work. Yeah, and the key is doing it and tracking to see that the results are there and tweaking it. Because again, this is where I've seen a lot of agents jump in. They go, oh, this, I got an idea, or I saw someone yeah. do this. They don't understand the behind the scenes. They don't know how to track it. They don't know how to tweak it. They throw money at it. Doesn't get the results they want. And they're like, this sucks. Farming doesn't work. And I've had countless people come to me going, farming doesn't work. And I say, what did you do? Why did you do it? How long did you do it? How long did you stick with it for? Were you consistent? Those things all matter. And that is going to dictate whether you get results or not. And that's. Yeah. Well, this it. is something really interesting too. You know, if we go back to the first of this call, we're talking about the direct response. 
in typical farming, your first listing usually will come around the end of the year in -hmm. typical farming. So you have to have staying power. But once you're able to um, use direct response to identify those people thinking about selling, then we've seen people get listings within their first mailing or by the second mailing, which then starts to cash flow it. And now they stay with it because they're going, wow, I'm making money. You know, exactly. it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a game changer when you can identify the people as they get on that educational spectrum, but not yet ready to sell yep. because you can engage with them first. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you just said it, that when you start to get the business quicker, you can then fund the farm, which makes you more likely to stick with it and get the results. Because if you're constantly paying out of pocket to keep it going, you are more likely to give up. And I've said this, I'm like, if you have a, a spouse, a partner, a person who's working with you and they're chasing you down going, where's this money going out to? It's just oh, keeps yeah. going out. And I'm, I'm not seeing the results. It's a lot easier to give up if you don't have the money. And one of my mantras is your farm should fund your farm. Your farm should always be funding the next deal and the next deal and be putting, reinvesting it back into it. And the sooner you can get to that initial cash flow or that, that money up front, the sooner you can bank on those results. And I'll share a story with one of my first coaching clients. So she came to me and she was sending postcards, but it was recipes. And it was, and I said, okay, I'm not gonna say her name. And she came, she, I think she'd been sending for nine or 10 months. And she's like, I haven't got anything. And I said, well, look, let's do a little deep dive and explain why. So we went through and I gave her some tweaks and we completely changed it. And we used direct response marketing. And I had a postcard, something like my postcard that I do yep. back then. And I, we redid a, a postcard for her for the report for a neighborhood uh, report. And she got like 11 people the first month. And she got, I think it was like 14 or 15 people the second month. Then it was like 11 people and nine people. So over the next month, she, I think it was about 1100 homes she was sending to. And she's like, I can't, I went from like nothing to like getting people coming in. I said, right. Cause the, the message matters and it costs the same amount to send a postcard with a crap message on it yeah. as it does with a good message on it. And it's understanding what matters. And like you said, what people are going to actually respond to when you know what that is. And when you know how to write that, that can completely change your business. And I'd rather have a direct response marketing message any day than just a personal branding message. Cause you're not going to get the results. Totally get it. So we actually get the best of both worlds. We have both a direct response message, but we also have an, I'll call it expertise message, which builds, I use the word brand. Most agents don't understand brand. Uh, brand is the entire perception of who you are as an yep. agent. Yep. And so as we use the expertise content, content, it increases the perception of your brand that you are the best agent, but then we are also able to get direct response. It's hard to do. You can either have a direct response offer or build up your expertise. We've figured out how to get them both. So it's sort of like two bites at the same apple for each each card that goes out. Yeah, that's and again, that will make a big difference. And that's not it's not a small tweak, but it is a big a tweak can be the difference between long term success or mediocre success or or failing out completely. Yeah, so, it's the same cost. That's that's exactly. And if you know what you're doing, it makes makes all the difference. So I want to ask you before we wrap up then, because I find one of the next steps where agents struggle with this is the long-term follow-up when they do get leads. So someone does put their hand up. Someone does say they're not ready to move. I find that's where most deals are lost. And there's, in my opinion, more opportunity in those people who put their hand up, but aren't quite ready yet. What do you suggest for agents who have contacts, they have their name, how do they follow up with them? How do they create value once they're in the Um, system? Let me share a link where I actually put some training on that for our clients. 
And then I'll share uh, more. But if so, we have a website called getsellerscallingyou.com. That's the website for our podcast, Get Sellers Calling You. But if you go to getsellerscallingyou.com forward slash visit. Okay. Okay, So the idea of someone has visited your website from your postcard, what do you do next? That gives our training. And it also includes uh, talking about follow up. It has a, a special packet that we let our clients have. It's a, uh, when someone's indicated that they're possibly thinking about selling, if you customize this packet and take it to them, we have found two things happen. Number one, it almost eliminates the uh, competitive listing environment Mm -hmm. where they're calling other agents. Mm -hmm. And number two, when you show up for a listing appointment, it cuts the average appointment from an hour and a half to two hours down to about 30 minutes because they've already bought you because they read the packet, okay? Yep. So that's what's on the website. But the best follow-up, we, we actually tested this. We studied this. We found that of those uh, homeowners that we identified that went on the market, our average client only got one out of 10 because they didn't know how to follow up. We had another group that got 90 to 100% of all of them, nine or 10 out of 10. And the only big difference is they went and knocked on the door and met them. Mm-hmm. So the most important about important follow-up you can ever do is to knock on the door and say hello, because once they've met you, then they get to know who you are. They trust you. They like you. And then all you have to do from that point, send them a handwritten note. Hey, love meeting you. I love little Fufu. She was so, you know, talking about the dog or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you build a relationship. And then based on what you gather on that call, they're thinking about selling soon or in a year or two, you just stay involved with a handwritten follow-up with a personal phone call or a text, drop by while you're in the neighborhood and just say hello, but you're working the relationship. It's just a relationship at that point. Yeah, that's that's 100% my belief. And I I think it's super important for our viewers to understand that because I I don't know the exact number. The stats say that I think it's like 67% of people will work with the first inner agent that they they meet. And yes. the key is meet and the, get to know. And if you can catch them three or four months before using the system like you're talking about and get in front of them, then they've met you before they make that call a week before saying, hey, I'm thinking about making a move. So you are the agent they saw first. And then you've got that time to build a relationship till they are ready. You will drastically increase the chances of working with you, but you have to meet with them. And that was one of our big things with our farm was we wanted to get in front of as many people face-to-face as possible. That's why we liked our report because they got the report, they signed up for it and we dropped it off. We get in in front of them and we saw them. And that was the differentiator because it's like, Hey, we could see them. Like you said, 51% of communication was body language and tone. The minute we get in front of them, we just drastically increased how more likely they are to work with us by doing that. And again, a lot of agents are afraid of doing that. I find they're they're They want to hide behind. Can I just mail out something or can I just call me when they're ready? It's like, no, the sooner you can get in front of them and have that conversation, the quicker the relationship will, will start and the stronger the relationship will be, I think. And the other thing that happens too, if I meet you, okay, uh, on the doorstep and do something nice, like we teach people bring over a, a can of butter cookies or something, just a little gift. Yep. And it goes a long ways, but then when they get the next postcard, they go, oh, I met him. I like him. Yeah. And so now it connects a real person to that postcard. So every time they get that postcard, they have a fond memory of how much they appreciate you. The other thing that we found from one of our agents is the simple matter of you take a, a handwritten note, just write two or three sentences after you meet them. You drop it in the mail. They'll get it a couple of days later. 
And it's another like, wow, mm. you know, they thought and they, you know, it, it's, a, it's this high touch impression that wins the relationship. And once you've won the relationship, then you win the listing. Yeah. And that that's really the key. You got to win that relationship first. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to share a cheat that I learned doing it in my own business that will potentially help you. Uh, okay. So what we did, because we were we had, like I said, 450 people getting a report. We wanted to do handwritten notes and it was very difficult. This was before they had the print on demand where you can get yeah. custom things. And so what we did was we I printed out a thing and I went to Staples. We have a, it's a like a office yeah. supply store here. And I actually got a custom made stamp that was custom made with my handwriting on it and it was in blue ink and when stamped looked exactly like a pen. So I wrote oh. saying, Hey, thank you for getting a copy of our report. Uh, looking forward to helping in the future. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. And then we had our signatures done. So we literally would just take the card we had from the dollar store, just a, a cheap, just not just like a four by six card. And we pre-stamped all of those things. We had literally had them stacked, ready to go. So the minute anyone requested a report, we already knew it was good to go. And, and it just, it saved us a lot of time. And it was like, okay, it was done. So then we actually did that with our Christmas cards. So we did a Christmas card one saying, Hey, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And we had it all done and it looked just like a pen, just like a wedding yep. pen. And it was like, Oh, it just saves us a lot of money. So the, per- the personal so touch cool. does, does help though. You are a systems guy. That's why I love you so much. I, I, I totally get it. So yeah, that's that why we it. jive together. Exactly. So, all right. So we always wrap up with a best piece of advice. I gave you my advice. That's not the best piece of advice, but that is my advice for this stamp. What's your best piece of advice for our viewers? If they're wanting to get in and, and start looking at actual measurable things and, and want to make a difference in their business. Yeah. My best piece of advice is understanding what drives results. Yeah. You have only three parts of the marketing equation that you need to worry about. 40% of your results in farming is going to be the list that you target. 40% of your results is going to be the offer that you make. And 20% of your results is actually how you write that offer. Mm-hmm. So the first and most important step is to pick a farm and to pick it right. And I'm sure you've got great training. And if you go back in my podcast archive here, you'll probably hear me talk about uh, how to pick a farm. And you're making a long-term investment and your investment can either produce a 0% return (laughs) or 5% or a 35%. It all has to do with where you pick it. Uh, The second thing is your offer. This is what we started this call with. Most agents talk about me, how good I am, how many sales I do. And the homeowner doesn't give anything for that. They, they could care less. They want to know, can you make me more money? Yeah. So make sure that all of your marketing and all your offers focused on, here's how to get the most money when selling your home. In fact, that could be the headline. Here's how to get the most money when selling your home. Number one, right? And you just start, make a list of content that's focused on that message. And then you'll get people responding. Um, those, uh, a second of the best um, tip on that is then to track your responses where they don't know that they're being tracked. So they freely respond to whatever information you offer. Yeah. Because when you can do that, you'll increase your um, the hot leads that are actually thinking about selling many times over. So awesome. do those two things, marketing equation and track your results when they respond and you'll make money. We've had so many people start uh, and make, you know, we, we, we've looked at it for those that were targeting a 900 home farm or a lot larger. 
the vast majority, not all of them, but the vast majority made around $100,000 or more in the first 12 months in farming. That's awesome. That's just using that one yeah. direct response approach. That's huge. And that, that makes a difference. And again, that's why I had you on because I believe in, in direct response marketing and, and how you do it because so many agents skip over that or don't understand it or don't grasp it. And I think the quicker you get that and understand that and put that into your business, the sooner you'll see the results. And it's not the wait two years, one to two years, like most people have heard, like, oh, it's going to take forever to, to get results. It's like, no, you can speed up that process and get the results and then fund the future growth of the farm. But you got to know what to do. And I think that's super important. Like you said, it comes down to tracking the results and that's that's a big part of it. So how can our viewers check out, or sorry, before we do it, uh, we always wrap up with the last book. So what's one book you'd recommend that's had an impact on your life or you think would have an impact on our viewers' lives? Uh, lots of books that have impact, but if we want to keep it narrow to real estate and marketing, uh, the best book, if you want to understand how to grow a business, if you haven't read it, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. It's all yeah. about data and facts of how you make money. Yeah. But if you want to market your business, the best book out there is called Monopolize Your Marketplace. It takes everything that I understand and have ever learned in marketing, condenses it into a single book. I still use it today. Almost everything they talk about I use today. It's easy, applicable, and once you understand marketing, which that book will teach you, you'll understand how to grow your own business and do like what you're sharing with your client, Ryan, where she was sending out recipe cards and then you turn it into marketing cards and all of a sudden she gets all these results like, yeah. oh my gosh, she would have ever thought. I thought recipes were good. It's not. It stinks. Right? <laughs> exactly. it's, it's not what sellers want. Exactly. Exactly. So that That's would awesome. be the book. Monopolize right. your marketplace. We'll put both of those in the show notes. Those are great books. Uh, the, the second one I haven't read, but the, the Millionaire Realization is absolutely a great book. Uh, so, Patey, how can our viewers check out what you're up to, connect with you, and find out more about what you're doing? Yeah. So, uh, if if you're looking for a turnkey system, either for geographic farming or past clients, check us out at agentdominator.com. Uh, we uh, we do a lot. It's all marketing driven. And if you want uh, some great additional training as a podcast. You can check out our podcast at Get Sellers Calling You. And as I shared at the beginning, we alternate uh, real estate marketing and Christian teaching. Okay. So it's got to build your business and build your faith at the same time. I was a past guest on your show as well. And again, you've been a past guest on mine. And it's yes. always, always great to, to keep sharing. And, and I want to thank you again for being on here again and sharing this. I know that if agents apply even a fraction of what we talked about today in their business, they will start to see results. And that is a big part of it. So thank you for sharing that wisdom with our agents. And I know that they can take a lot from this and, and grow their business. Well, I appreciate that. You have a very blessed day. Awesome. Thanks, you too. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming.